How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the special edition of the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jensey. Tim, how's it going, sir? Uh, been better than last week. I think we could say that, maybe. Yeah, that's safe to say. Yeah? You know what's also safe to say, Tim? What? That the Third Line Plug Sensecast takes many influences and inspirations from different podcasts and other forms of entertainment that has helped shape this show into what it is today. While shows like The Sense Collapse and Cosper Pointcast influenced our approach to the game analysis and the talking point side of the show, shows like Taggart and Torrance and the Jane and Dad podcast influenced the humor and entertainment side. For myself, however, outside of Kevin Smith, the one show that had the biggest influence on me to get into podcasting has got to be our bods from Maple Syrup Shots. Maple Syrup Shots was founded in 2015 by Neil Barron, and over the next couple of years, MSS built themselves a solid fan base over 122 episodes with their social media presence, along with having notable guests on the show, including Mr. D and Trailer Park Boys actor Jonathan Torrance, TSN sportscasters Jay Honor and Dan O'Toole, and former Our Lady Peace drummer Jeremy Taggart. The show originally consisted of Neil, along with what Neil refers to as OG TNT pods, Wes and Buckets, before a gentleman by the name of Dave Murray joined the show as the new permanent host. Neil and Dave has used the MSS platform to help out numerous charities, including the Saskatoon Food Bank during the show's run, as well as interacting with fans through social media and their yearly call-in shows, which Tim and I are very familiar with. While the boys <laughs> called it a day in late December 2017 with their final episode dropping in January 2018, I felt it was only right to do our part and bring the band back together after everything they have done for the show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Joining us from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the only prairie town that the rowdiest of the Roddies hail from, Neil Barron, Dave Murray, the boys from Maple Syrup Shots. Guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I don't know. I should go first or Dave should go first? I'm out of <laughs> man. Neil, I was hoping it would be like a big long silence. I'd be like, okay, what the hell's going on with Skype now? And as usual, as I ruined it. <laughs> well, yeah, as you do. <laughs> and there's that time, boys. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it, it's going pretty good. Um, it's a little chillier than Dave and I would probably like here right now. But what the fuck can you do? Exactly. Well, you know what, it boys? What I feel that it's only right to do this because you brought back. We're, we're bringing them back. Got to have a couple cold ones here. There you go. There you go. Now, I'm not going to drink an Alexander Keys. So Dave's probably going to uh, scold me for that. But I'm drinking an Iron Maiden Trooper beer here. It's a. It's made from Robinsons out of the UK, and it's pretty tasty. I got to admit. Nice. I didn't. Re- you know what? I shouldn't be surprised that they have a beer. Because, I mean, hell, Metallica's got that new whiskey out. Yeah, I'm surprised Lemmy from Motorhead didn't have anything out. And a side uh, note, what's what's the name of the lead guitarist from Iron Maiden? So, guys, it's been seven know. months since you guys last recorded the last MSS episode, Correct. and you've been... Re- <laughs> you just skipped it right by. Just skip right over it. Yeah, yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. bring it full circle, but... Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so you guys have been pretty regularly quiet except for rare appearances on the jan dan pockets Colin show and with our bods adam from the three ghosts and wait four ghosts so i have to ask how are things been going since mss called it a day i mean i can't well i know dave's been busy and he'll probably be able to elaborate on that but i know like for me it's just been like life happens like when we pulled the plug it was very amicable and dave and i said from from day one like if we're not really having fun with it anymore or anything like that, then we'll call it. That's it. And that's pretty much what it got, got to. Like, it was getting to the point where, like, I, I've got a, a 15-year-old. Dave's got a couple girls that are in the same wheelhouse age-wise. And life, life was starting to get in the way. And you can't let that negatively affect you, right? No, absolutely so, not. So in the seven months since, I mean, I've been doing lots of stuff. I mean, this is going to sound like such a cheap answer. <laughs> but I've been doing, like... 
lots of stuff around the house, like ran out a couple rooms, did a huge purge. Pornhub. Like it's been, I've been nonstop Pornhub and <laughs> X Hamster and all those other. What's the other one? Red Tube. That's another gooder. Uh, yep. Just constant. Oh yeah. Well, and as as you do, right? Like no shame in that. Well, no, no, exactly. I mean, it could be worse. It could be like Dave on Grinder. Hey, screw you for judging you know, me. Hey. <laughs> you know, it's 2018, and I can do whatever I want. Whatever floats his boat, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Not in the States, but anywhere else is fine, yep. Well, well okay. You said it, not me. Any, anyway. Just yeah. watch out for the light anyway, bulb, you're, guys. You're, you're, you were talking, Neil. I interrupted. I, I'm, I'm sorry for that. No, to be honest with you, what I was going to say, it's been fairly... It's been fairly low key, and that's not a bad thing because, like, Dave and I, like, we're getting together for lunch once a week and stuff like that. And it was getting to the point where the where as much as I love the interaction with the people and stuff like that, it just wasn't as much fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts. I don't know about you guys, but we were doing like we're doing weekly. Yeah. And when you're going every week, there's a lot of pressure every week. And I granted, I was putting the pressure on myself. Yeah, and you guys were doing it constantly week after week with no breaks. No, well, if we had a break, like uh, if I was going out of town or Dave was or whatever the case may be, we tried to pre-record. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we took pride in that, but it takes a toll. So I think we we're both ready to call it, and since then it's been very like I'm still active online. I love interacting with all the buds, both from the old the old school TNT fans and whatnot, and all the other people that kind of came along for the ride. I love interacting with everyone, but I, I'm good with where I am right now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So we we do have a lot of questions related to MSS, and the best place to start is the beginning. So what sparked the idea to start the podcast, and what was your thought process heading into the first episode? Well, I can say for me, I, this is going to sound very cheesy, but I wanted to be able to have a voice. It just came down to that. I mean, it's one thing to have, like to be sitting around uh, a fire pit, having a conversation with someone and you're both sharing the same opinion. And it's great to have that little world, you know what I mean? Uh, It's another to put that opinion out there for the world to see how many people think the same way as you or enjoy the same things as you or, you know, anything along those lines. So I just figured I, I got to get something out there. And it's just kind of a, it's, it's kind of one of those itches that you need to scratch. Yeah. And I know that I can, I absolutely agree. I know the same with third line plug is that, you know, I always wanted to do a podcast and it just ha- so happened that I was listening to one of the other sense podcasts. And I was going, okay, why am I not doing this? These guys know how to do it, and they're no regular... They're they're regular guys. They're not famous or anything. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll get the ball rolling here. Yeah, definitely. And and I was very lucky to to connect with a couple people that were willing to take part in it uh, with Buckets and Wes, and those guys were awesome. Uh, But after a few episodes, I think the, the biggest thing that came to be a bit of an issue there was we were spread out all over North America. Uh, we had to deal with three different time zones, and then on top of that, trying to to book the occasional guest in there, it, it just got to be you know a bit much. Yeah, I didn't even know how a podcast like Majors Mess Hall does it because I think all three of the hosts like they're not in the same part of the world, right? Well, yeah, well, we're all in different countries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. And and then on top of that, around the same time as as those like issues were starting to pop up with the time zones. I had some some personal stuff come up that kind of went into it too, so I decided to step back for a little bit, and then uh, I kind of like I I hadn't actually said anything to anyone about the podcast except for my immediate family. So like my, my wife knew, and a couple other people knew, but very little uh, otherwise because I didn't know how how it was going to go. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be kind of like you know two or three of these things and I'm going to not be into it anymore and then that'll be it. So I figured, what's the point? I'll hold off. Uh, but then I think, and Dave might have a better idea of the timeline. What was it? Was it late November, I think, Dave, or early December? Early December. Early December, I approached you about it and filled you in on it and yep. and uh, brought brought Dave in and there was no looking back from there. Yeah, right, right on. So when the show first started, like we said off the top, the show's host consisted of yourself, Neil, with Wes and Buckets. While most people yes. who are fans of the show only know of 
you and Dave being the host, how did that all come about with having two separate co-hosts on the show? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing was myself and Buckets and Wes, along with some of the other old school uh, TNT fans from the radio days when TNT used to be on uh, Newstalk uh, 1010 out of Toronto. Okay. Uh, we would be listening to the radio show. And we all, if you go back into everyone's Twitter histories, granted that's a couple years now, but you'll see like those, those Thursday night radio call-in shows were just an absolute gong show on Twitter. There was about, uh, I would say, 12 to 15 of us that would be tweeting up a storm during this two-hour radio show with Taggart and Torrens. And uh, those, two of those included were Buckets and Wes. Uh, so it just, everything, like the dominoes just pretty much kind of fell into place, for, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, it through conversation, it came up that Buckets had worked on uh, a couple other podcasts before, uh, and then Wes, I mean, everyone knows lo- uh, and loves Wes. I mean, a bit of a character, which is why everyone loves him so much. Have, having him online, too, just kind of made sense at the time being. Right on. It's actually funny. I think Wes follows myself and the show on Twitter. I, yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised because he's like me. Like, my main choice of entertainment uh, is, for the most part, podcasts. Yeah. Well, even, like, Majors Messel followed me in a, on or the show on Twitter, and I was just like, Oh, that's funny. Like those guys are buddies with Neil and Dave, and I messaged Neil or I messaged Dave, asking him like, "Are those guys hockey fans? Like, do they know who we are?" And Dave's just like, "I think one of them's like an LA fan, but other than that, <laughs> no, they're just a good group of guys." Yeah, and I've got a chance to listen to a few of their episodes, and I, I like it. I'm not super diehard fan, but you know, they do a quality program. Yeah, they've got some great stuff over there. Mm-hmm. So after 14 episodes of having Wes and Buckets splitting du- duties as the co-host, uh, MSS finally found their main man that would go on to fill the role as the co-host permanently, a, as I call it, a L- eyebrowless looking math by the name of Dave Murray. I, I recall hearing an interview with you guys on South Canada Calling where you talked about how you met and all that. So I'm going to direct this question to Dave. How did this all come about with you joining the show as the co-host and was podcasting something you wanted to get into or did you do it and got the, get the bug for it? Well, yeah, no, first off, I think I've got the worst voice in the world for this kind of stuff. So I, I never figured it would be something that I would do. You know, I was having beers with Neil one night and, and as he said, he was having some family stuff going on and, and, you know, we were chatting and going over that and he just, he said, you know what, Dave, I got a podcast and, and, you know, I've done this many episodes so far, so I'm like, holy shit. So I had to uh, I had to get some kind of media player and download them and give them a listen. So I was actually, that was actually at the height of my, uh, or I was, I was ramping back up into making my own beer. So as I was doing whatever I was doing for, for beer making, sterilizing or, or racking or whatever, I'd have a, the podcast going and, and I was enjoying it and whatever. So, uh, you know, I was giving him some feedback of what I liked and, and whatever else and one day he said, hey, you want to hop on the Christmas show with us? It's going to be, you know, Wes and Buckets and, and him. And he said, just see what it's like. Again, I, I'm not crazy about my voice. I don't think I'm overly well-spoken or anything like that. And I had a blast. It was awesome. I feel There's nothing yeah. more fun. There's nothing more fun than to listen back than, I, you know, after the episode dropped and went, oh, shit, that was me. You know, it was awesome. Yeah, that was like me in the very beginning of third line plug where I hear my voice and I'm just like, ah, oh. it was like nails on a chalkboard. But once a few months later and I kept going, cause I'm the same way. I'm not well-spoken. I know that might surprise a few people listening to this, but yeah, like once I got into it, I, I sort of just like, Oh, okay. It's not nothing, not a big deal to me anymore. Yeah. So I guess the next question I got to yeah. ask is, um, Episode 34, you guys had the privilege to interview Jonathan Torrens on the show, and although you had the opportunity to talk with Sexy Mike himself, Mr. Mike Botticello, prior to interviewing Jonathan in episode 21, looking back, would you say having Torrens on the show is what helped MSS break through to a wider audience? Oh, you know what? I I don't know if Dave will agree uh, with me or not, but it's really hard to pinpoint it to one because... We had, I think, several people that were very kind to the show, 
and several milestones on top of that. Like you said, Sexy Mike is definitely one of them. Mike Botticello is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, Jonathan's episode, episode 34, was huge. A yeah. little bit of a side story. We had a fucking nightmare technologically while talking to Jonathan. So That, that was, that was the, the toughest one we've ever done. Yeah, that was... Not, uh, not because of the talk. The talk was awesome. Jonathan oh, was accommodating, and he was great. Yeah, it was just a tech issue on our side. So we we stitched something together that I still don't know how we pulled that out, but we did it. No. Um, no. Um, but then you go back and look at some of the other guests. Like We, we got some love from Taggart and Torrens on their podcast, um, which eventually, with, with some, I guess, ongoing support and our love for the show and whatnot, they saw fit to kind of include us as one of the ambassador bods in their Canadianity book. We got some love from Jay and Dan on a couple of their episodes, especially, I believe it was episode, was it 101, where we sent the care so, package yeah. to them? And I think yeah. it was episode 106 with Rob Stone, where we had emailed Puberty Pals, one or two, 102 or 106. So we, we got some love from so many people uh, that really helped us along the way. I but, mean, you know, it's, uh, sorry, you know, as far as one, like, we, we were stats geeks. We were always looking at our numbers throughout, you know, the week before and, and the month before that and all that stuff. And there was no, there was no big uptick that just maintained momentum. There were some episodes that, that really, really took off and others that, that, you know, struggled to, to get, you know, even a what we'd consider to be an acceptable amount of listens. So yeah. it's not like it was just like a big uptick. It was like, you know, almost episode by episode where, where we're looking at this and, huh, okay, well, this one's got a lot and this one doesn't. You know, you, you can't figure it out. Yeah, it, it'd be too hard to pinpoint. Like I said, the only thing that we tried to do was, and I, I'm in agreement with Dave here, like I hate listening to myself, uh, but I had to because of some of the, the the stitching together of segments and whatnot we would do but you always try to improve and i don't know if we did that or not but we tried damn it well and that's that's one that's a good point too and I, I don't know if these guys do it but do you guys listen to your own your own podcast um i can't speak for tim i can only speak for myself but i know at the beginning i did and after a while other podcasts would come out like jan dam tagger and torrens uh, Hollywood Babylon, some of the other podcasts I was listening to, and so Third Line Plug kind of got put on the back burner. We do have a segment on our show where we do do like a recap of the previous week's episode, and yeah. certain episodes were like, yeah, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, neither did I. Well, and that's it. The only reason... Yeah, the only reason why I ask is because I, I ask everyone who does a podcast, and some people, like Gavin from Major's Mess Hall, uh, he religiously listens back, and I, I used to do the same thing so that I could pick out the... I'm, I'm very, very hard on myself. I could pick out the errors I made. I could pick out my, you know, be, be a stumbly, stammery piece of shit or whatever and, and try and get better from there. So I'm always curious to see what other people do. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, especially for myself, because I edit all the episodes, that I don't really need to go back and listen to it because I already know yeah. how it sounds. And, well, like I said, I can't speak for Tim. and I'll get Tim to uh, come in here and talk a little <laughs> bit about it because we really haven't heard a thing from him yet in this interview. Um, yeah, do you listen to any of the episodes, Tim? I'm going to be forthright, and I'm, I suck at listening to podcasts. Like, I, I find that as far as... It's like the way that I like to process information. Audio only is a pretty near the bottom. So it's reading first, then video, then audio at the end, which I think it's pretty ironic that I do a podcast because it's probably the, I don't retain anything from listening to things. So mm-hmm. like, and I don't think I can, re- I have a hard time even juggling like two podcasts at a time. So I do try to go back to, like, if there's something that I remember doing during the episode, I try to take notes while I'm after the episode, say, okay, what did I do? Go back, look at the tape. How can I improve? Did, right. did I make an argument that doesn't make any sense? Did I say something that I'm going to regret in a week? <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, it happens. I mean, but if there's sort of stuff like that, I would be the one that brings it up to you. Be like, hey, I was listening to this back, and I think this could be a little different or whatever, and you're the same way with me. 
And I know when we interviewed then Silver Seven Sens writer Trevor Shackles, and I asked him the question, like, what attracted him to being a Senators fan? And Tim, like, a few weeks later, just says on the air, like, why did you use those exact words? <laughs> well, it was it's funnier. so hard, though. It is. What was funnier is Brian Five or Six called you on that. Yeah, and even that, I was like, oh my... Well, it, it wasn't even that these, that he called us out on. It was more of, holy shit, Brian Five or Six knows who we are. And listen to the podcast. Speaking of, has anybody checked in on him? Yeah, last time I checked, uh, he smashed the TV. He's done a yeah. podcast. He's still alive, I, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm worried for him, that's all. I'm worried about the LCBO. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. The law of laws is safe because he's not allowed in there. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I should be worried just... I, I think, if nothing else, just for their inventory levels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's get back to this. Uh, speaking of interviews, because we had brought it up, Trevor Shackles, and you guys talked about having Torrance and Sexy Mike. Like I said, MSS had the privilege to chat with some really great people on the show, including Julie Stewart-Banks, Shelly Thompson, yes. who is Barb on Trailer Park Boys, uh, Mike Balicello, Pat Muldowney. With a number with a number of questions I could ask regarding interviews, the one I'll go with is how did you guys approach the interview process with certain guests? I know while with certain interviews like with Mike and Pat or the ladies from My Roommates and Escort, you guys went for a more lighthearted approach. And I remember in the interview with Shelley Thompson, you guys had a more serious, almost like Charlie Rose esque approach to the questions. So I have to ask, like, was this a intentional move? Um, uh, for myself, I can't say it is. Um, you know, if you ever pay attention to a, uh, a stand-up comedian or, or somebody in, uh, that goes on stage a lot, they always talk about how important it is to, to read a room, mm-hmm. right? And that's pretty much what I tried to stick to. You get a, you get a good feeling within the first couple of minutes how an interview is going to go. And I know Dave and I, like, again, being the type of guys we are, we, we did a little bit of research on each person, right? You have bullet points that you, you want to try and hit on. If there was a specific question, we'd have that written down, and we tried to kind of loop the conversation to that as well. But, but for the most part, we tried to keep it pretty low-key and just make it natural, like you're having a conversation with them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's well, the one thing. I, I, sorry, Dave, but that's the one thing I took away from the Shelley Thompson interview is that it seemed like you were having more of a conversation with her, where with like I said, Mike and Pat and Julie and some of the other guests, it seems like you were just like, "Let's have fun with this. Let's ask him some questions that would get him going." Totally, yeah. No, it was more shooting the shit. Yeah, exactly. See, when we, when we uh, I think the bigger the name, the more you know actual homework we did hey neil i think that'd be fair to say yeah um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there John, jonathan Torrens. uh we both had you know a pretty extensive list on on what we were going to ask him uh the same with jay on right when we had him on the first time um toolsy a little bit but not quite as much um and then yeah honestly the 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 most work i've ever done on anything for the podcast was the interview that never took place. Yeah. And to that day, if there was a regret, uh, that would probably be it. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. Shit happens. Right. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Frank Turner, but we, he's a, an English indie folk punk guy that I love. I own every one of his albums. I actually just seen him this past weekend in Saskatoon here. Um, he was coming to Saskatoon and, we had landed him. I think Neil, did, did you land him or did I land yeah, him? Yeah. I guess no, it doesn't matter because nobody really landed him. With, uh, I ended up getting in touch with a representative from the Canadian uh, label that represents him here. Right. And, uh, and yeah, we, we had stuff lined up. We had a date. We, we had a time. We were good to go. We had him landed, and then I don't know. He probably listened to us and said, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." Or, or, <laughs> or he just genuinely got busy or whatever. Because I'm sure you know the guy's not not well known in in 
popular music, but he's, you know, fairly successful musician. So, you know, something probably came up or whatever, or his, his publicist said no fucking way or whatever. Who knows? But I slaved over that interview. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I think it was, what, the night before? They they, yeah. they had to pull the plug on it, which, I mean, again, life happens. Uh, but yeah, it, it's still, that one stung a bit. Well, that one got me. But anyways, that's, you know, like they're, as far as just having people on, it was just, you know, you see where the conversation goes. But if we knew we were getting, you know, that this was going to be a big get, we're, we can't just be total idiots going into it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're already idiots enough. We might as well try well, and smarten up yeah. a little bit. Well, try and sell a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so in the preparation for this interview, and you guys uh, mentioned it already, I was thumbing through Tiger and Torn's book, Canadianity, and I couldn't help it but notice a couple of bots from Saskatchewan was their bot ambassador. And I don't ever believe I ever asked you guys about how that ever came about with you guys being chosen to be Saskatchewan representative in Canadianity. I, I I don't even know where to start with that because honestly, I'm still kind of shocked that it even happened. They, they they probably only know you know know of two people in Saskatchewan maybe, and that made it uh, that made us the guys. I don't know. Well, we were in Saskatoon anyway. I think there might be a couple. I'd have to go back. It's been I got to reread the book. I think there was a couple from Regina as well that they had talked to. But yeah, I mean, just by dumb luck, they reached out to us. Because in communication with them, trying to, you know, line up stuff in terms of interviews that we had done and and uh, anything else, they had our contact info. Uh, so they reached out and we were more than happy. I think along with the Frank Turner interview, Dave, it's probably fair to say we poured over our suggestions for that yeah, book for a while. That's too. fair. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, as luck would have it, I think... The week or two weeks after the book had already started printing, one of our suggestions <laughs> shut down. And <laughs> Neil's suggestion shut down. Out of business. Fucking <laughs> hell. God. Which place was this? Uh, it was Mardi Gras Grill. It was, uh, the, it, they were a great establishment here in Saskatoon. Uh, they were a southern uh, cuisine uh, place. They had gator. They had like red beans and rice. All the typical stuff you would expect from that region. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of my favorite and really good food, yeah really good food one of my favorite spots in the city but they they were open i think for something like six years or something at that point and yeah they figured you know what it was a great run they're gonna pull the plug and it was a like a week and a half two weeks after the book had already started printing so i couldn't get them to change it <laughs> oh come on Neil. It, we were the kiss of death for them too yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> although the other places are still alive and kicking were yeah. those the places you guys did your pub golf the yearly pub golf Mm-hmm. What's up? The um, the places you recommended in the book were were they the pubs that you guys used for the pub golf? Uh, I can't remember what all we. Had. I think we probably had uh, we crazy had cactus or amigos in there. Did we? Have, yeah, with this right, we had Winston's. We yeah. had Winston's because best beer selection in the city, bar none. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. they are a, a pub golf staple. Um, and we had one of Scaven Heritage Park, so obviously. Uh, that is not on the pub golf crawl, but that was that's a really great spot too. Yeah, that's awesome. And another question I have is one of the things I found admirable about you guys is that you always used the platform that MSS had to help out those in need, like with the Saskatoon Food Bank and other charities. Was that something you guys always wanted to achieve with the show, or was it over time realizing that you could do real good with the platform the show provided? I think it was from the outset, hey Neil. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I mean, like I think I think before I was involved with it, that you had the vision of of helping others out. Definitely, uh, I, I, but it goes. I think it goes to our nature, though, right? That's just who we are. Like you and I are both very lucky. Like we have jobs that that pay us fairly well. Uh, we're, yeah. I mean, we're middle aged guys. We are. Uh, we are at the point where we're fairly comfortable in our careers, and we don't really want for anything. Let's be serious. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that are not as fortunate as us. Uh, so I think it's just in our nature. We want to do something to be able to help out. So, I mean, between, like you said, the food bank, uh, the uh, the women's shelter here in Saskatoon, um, yeah. 
and a bunch of other charities like uh, when the the fires were going on up in Fort Mac, like we made some donations there. Uh, I know Jonathan at some point had uh, tweeted out uh, that if you made a donation of X amount or more to, I think it was the Halifax Food Bank, uh, mm-hmm. that he would send you a uh, a copy of his track. Uh, what was it? Clap your turd cutter. Clap your turd cutter. <laughs> yeah. So like. Hell yeah, I'll donate for that. that. I'm the one getting the deal here. So, so yeah, it's it's just who we are. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. And I know uh, Tim and I haven't talked about it on the show, but we are going to be doing something with the Sense Foundation for this season. And it that's was awesome. Yeah, it was because of you guys and all the charitable work you did with MSS. And I was thinking, you know, that'd be kind of cool to do something for Third Line Plug. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking. You know, there's a few of them. Sends money on the board, the Sends Foundation, Rogers House, and a few other charities. And the Sends Foundation was the one that popped up. And I was like, okay. And I talked to Tim about it. And I says, how do we want to go with this? And we came up with the idea. And we'll talk about it more uh, next week when we come back with our season two preseason show. We'll talk more on that. But yeah, it was because of you guys is why I thought, you know, this would be something to get behind as well. So, um... Are you are you uh, considering the by Eugene Melnick a heart foundation at all or? No, honestly. Oh, silence. No. That <laughs> you know what's funny? Actually, I think I said to Adam, I said, you know, I wish that Eugene Melnick was one of these racist owners like we see in the NBA, where the league can just force him out. And so, oh and God, so he replied, "Just wait." <laughs> oh, when that is your alternative. That tells you how bad your organization is doing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I, I'm really glad to hear it. I'm not sure. What what does the organization do? Like, what's their main focus? Uh, what does the Sense Foundation do, Tim? It's, uh, it's auto area charities. So basically they act as kind of a bridgehead for funds and then distribute them. Nice. nice. Okay. Trying to help out as many groups as possible. Mm-hmm. And... I, I like that sort of charity because it's a very high profile, high, high, very central. So it's very easy for people to kind of use that as the touchstone to get their first taste in community involvement. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the point where you can text a donation and to uh, to the Sense Foundation and it'll just come off your credit card. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, so I very, love that. So super low barrier. Yeah. Good for you guys. Love that. Thanks, man. So we actually have a very serious question and it does relate to, you know, that big orange bastard down in the U.S. Uh, in late 2016, the show experienced a huge shift in content wise, spending a chunk of the episodes discussing uh, Donald Trump and later with the headlines his administration was making. While I was indifferent to it as I could just skip through it, I know some fans weren't down with all the Trump talk. So when you decided to dedicate a chunk of the episodes to Trump, what kind of reaction were you expecting from the fans versus the reaction you got from them in the end? Um, well, I think you gave us too much credit right off the bat. Hey, Neil, we we did not plan when when we like when we say it's just two guys having a conversation. That's what it was. Like like we'd have might have some things that we want to make sure we mention, but basically Neil hit record and and there we go. Yeah. Right. There's, um, there's no no planning at all. No, I I agree wholeheartedly. And to be to be perfectly on, honest, um, the thought about how people are going to react did not even cross my mind. Uh, and I say that I, I don't say that to be to be mean spirited or anything. But the best way I can put it is this: if I spent as much time worrying about how people were going to react as what I probably should have. The show never would have even started. You wouldn't have put anything out. Yep. No, there's no way. You just gotta, you just gotta go for it. That's awesome. So that's pretty much the questions I got. Uh, Tim, do you have any questions you want to ask the boys before we head into rapid fire? Uh, I guess just one more. Uh, given that you're talking about just being under the gun for doing an episode a week, uh, no breaks, that sort of thing. If you could go back and do it again, would you change the frequency of episodes? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, part of me says yes. I agree with Dave. Um, if we were to, to ever go back and do it again, maybe like a bi-weekly thing or, or yeah. once a month, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, part of me hesitates because if it wasn't for the fact that we did go like balls of the wall out every week, I don't know if we would have had the same 
the same traction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for the most part, I would agree with Dave. There's there's a small part of me that that would think maybe we would go back weekly, but it's a very small part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's funny that you're talking about traction because one of the big things about hockey podcasting is like what and definitely something that was kind of stuck in my head before uh, we took our like our I don't want to say summer break because we did our summer episodes, but what happens in the off season? If we just disappear for a few months, do we go back to square zero? Yeah, but but again, you can't really be worried about it if you're doing it for the joy of it. Then who cares? Mm, right? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you look at and uh, not not trying to you know apples to apples here, but you look at like a, a podcast, say like the Jay and Dan one, right? right? The Rubber Boots one. Yeah, they they just took the how long? Off, one. Right. Yep. Yeah, and um, and you know what? That a break is might be what you need too, right? Yeah, it all comes down to just doing it for the love of it. Yeah, exactly. And I know even with our summer episodes that we did, is when I came up to Calgary in July, Tim and and I did eight episodes in what three days? Three days. Holy crap! (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, and believe me, some of those episodes. Even Tim could uh, agree with me. The notes on it were just crazy. And he, he even looked at it. He's like, what the fuck? He's looking at it like, oh, my God, Tay. Like, I can't believe you're going to be doing all these notes. And I went, yep. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. you got to be careful because it's almost at that point. I don't know about you guys that, like, part way through that. But you, when we were pre-recording, there would be times where we would pre-record, like, what, three or four episodes in the span of, like, a day. Yeah, you were you were going overseas, and we we smashed a bunch out. Yeah, yeah, and at, at one point, it's like you you almost go a little punch drunk. You don't know what well, you're no, talking it, about or what's it, next. Or I don't think it was punch drunk. You know, I think that was real drunk. <laughs> it could have been both. <laughs> when we were pre-recording for you going to Ireland, <laughs> I had some freaking long walks home. Oh, was, I, uh, straight, I I know what episode straight, you're talking back. about. No, not that one. Oh. I had to get a ride home on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you live five minutes to walk away. I was smammy. Oh, we both were. Come on, let's be serious. Uh, but but no, seriously, like it gets to the point where you get so wrapped up in what you're doing and you're having the conversations and you're talking yourself around in circles that when you're trying to do that pre-recorded bit, you lose track of everything. Right? Mm. So yeah. it's I can only imagine what it was like to do eight episodes in three days. You're but at least you had him in the bank. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, we knew coming into it, and we, Tim and I had discussed it. We we're like, okay, we know we got to do eight episodes this summer, and then we could take our break. And I have to say, they went pretty smoothly, all things considered, because we only did two a day. Yep. At and that. There was some, yeah, there's usually something in between, although I still like that the first in between was the worst because you made me play NHL 2000 for the fucking game. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I had to share the misery. I understand. Yeah, because I remember that one episode we did, and I was trying to tell you, I was like, "This game is terrible." And you had seen clips on YouTube of it. You hadn't even played the game, and I had it on my laptop. And I'm like, "Get a controller. You're playing this." I'm making you play Atari hockey next time. That's cool. I'm fine with that. Nothing beats Blades of Steel. I was just going to say, Blades of Steel. Funny enough, Tim argues with me on this because he says that ice hockey is better. And I argue that Blades of Steel is better. The gameplay on hockey is better, but the fact that you can fight in Blades of Steel tips the scales. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not easy to fight. you got to run into a guy like four times at the exact same angle to fight. (laughs) (laughs) There's an art to it. <laughs> so you get somebody that doesn't know how to stand still, and you're sitting there bashing into him, and he keeps yeah. skating away. And oh man, I mean, it's hard, but it's no like battle tones or anything, right? No, no. Well, I know even Tim and I played Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey, and I think Tim took like a five to one lead, and I ended up winning like seven five or eight five or whatever it was. Well, you coughed up a five nothing lead the game before, so it's just nothing was safe. Yeah, God. that's true. And it's something you and I got to get back into, Dave. We might have to break out like a football game or something this winter. Yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl. Ooh, that's a good that's one. Oh, Tecmo good. Super Bowl's the best. 
So guys, we really, we can never thank you enough for coming on, and we're forever indebted to you because without you guys, Third Line Plug would never exist. The Three Ghosts and Wait, Four Ghosts podcast would never exist because of you guys, so I can't thank you enough. Before we let you go, though, we are going to play a quick round of Rapid Fire. All right, bring it on. Cool. Let's do it. Now, I don't think I need to explain what Rapid Fire is, but for those who need a bit of an explanation, Rapid Fire was a show or a game that Jay and Dan played on their podcast when they were in the U.S. However, they've abandoned it since they've come back to Canada, and I've taken it and claimed it as my own. So, the only difference with this Rapid Fire than the other Rapid Fires we've done is that I usually come up with the questions. I did not do it this time. I reached out to some people involved with the MSS community, and I got them to ask the questions. Oh, well, there you go. And we're going to start off with, this one's from Adam. Now, Neil, he wants to know what's your opinion on the Summer in Saskatoon song from the Jay and Dan podcast. I, I really enjoyed what they did on the fly. Jay has that knack of being able to just string together, like, words and make it work. There was a gentleman, and I forget where he was from, I apologize, uh, that did a country version of it. I don't know if you guys heard it. I have heard that, and I thought it was good. It's good. Country's not my bag, so I didn't like that one as much as the original. But I I was really impressed in in general. That was awesome. That's great. Okay, next question. Now, I actually got to give a really big shout-out to this person, because when I reached out to him, I asked if they wanted to send a question in, And she sent five in. And this one comes from Ricky. Now, Ricky wants to know, given we were just talking about Donald Trump, as fathers fathers of young women, what is your biggest hope you have for their future? They don't marry somebody like their dad. (laughs) I mean, that's a good response. I don't know. I can't top that humor-wise. I just want her to be happy. Um, I, I told my daughter from day one, like, Whatever it is that you love to do, try and find a way to make money at it. So for her, right now, that's art. If she wants to find a way to make money at art, go for it. That's awesome. And I know one of the questions Ricky sent in is, how did she say it was like, what is one of the biggest disasters in sports right now? And we're just going to say the Sens because of what happened last week. And that's all I'm going to say. Actually, you know what? Just in case Ricky's listening, I'm not going to say the Sens. I'm going to say the Vancouver Canucks. Um, okay, I have a different answer altogether, but I appreciate your answer, Dave. <laughs> um, I have to go with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh my, my God. God, I know, eh? Did you see that, that their quarterback retired? Shit. Like, at yeah, halftime? Half, halftime, the guy fucking retires. Are you kidding? Like, who does that? They're having a shit season, and then this, that happens on top of that. This is this like, guy's probably no locked reason. down for two more years, and he's like, fuck that, I'm not doing this, I'm out, I'm done. There's no reason you start Perlman as your quarterback <laughs> opening week. It's just been bad call after bad call, and I, those Bills fans are in for a long fucking season. I work with a coworker worker who's a Bills fan, and it's going to be a long season for him. Yeah. I, I changed my answer. Uh, I do agree with Buffalo Bills. Good God. Yeah, just a tire, <laughs> fucking just a tire, tire fire. fire. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like, that's Cleveland Brown shit. Well, no, because even the Browns tied a game this year. <laughs> one, they how do you? Okay, this is off topic, but how do you feel for that kicker from the Browns? Because he's fucking shanked like six balls. He, they could have been two and zero if he didn't. Uh, if he didn't shank like six kicks over the last two games. I'm not worried about the kicker. He made <laughs> NFL money for a couple games. Who I do feel for? Did you hear about? Uh, was he like a high school or or? Uh, college baseball coach that has the same name and people were right. ragging on him on Twitter thinking <laughs> yes. that he was the, the kicker calling him like scum of your, your garbage what or, are you doing you know talent hack you know <laughs> or how about the drunken Cleveland Brown fans outside of the stadium having kickers tryouts oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy awesome. Bills fans oh, I swear at least they have a sense of humor you yep. have to. What are you supposed to do? It's yeah. that or cry. Although, right? yeah, exactly. I have to admit, I would love to see a Bills tailgate party. That would be something to see. Oh, yeah, the jumping into the table stuff, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Pull, I don't know. Some a couple more losses like, a couple more losses like that, there might be some tears. Oh, jeez. Anyway. 
All right. That's my answer. Excellent. Bills. Okay, so we're going to go to the next question. This comes from Mike Botticello, and he wants to know what's the best piece of advice you guys ever received? Um, I think for me, it's probably got to be, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. I can't even argue with that one. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> No, I okay. like the. I, I may not have it exactly right, but it's some to the some to the effect of, be careful how you treat people on the way up because you're gonna be the ones passing you when you're on your way down. Yeah. I like, no, I, like I, I mean, kidding kidding aside for mine, I think it wasn't the best piece of advice I think I ever got was from my dad. Uh, he got me to work for him one summer, and. He did it to prove a point that he didn't want me doing the same thing that he had done for his entire career, uh, working construction. So he did it to prove a point. Advice was taken. Awesome. This one comes from Seth Armstrong, and he wants to know, what is your favorite Canadian fact or thing that Canada has given to the world? <sighs> Seth Jesus. is a dude, by the way. We got we to gotta give a shout out to Seth. Seth is because golden. Because next to you guys, Seth is like the biggest Sens fan, and uh, he is just a beaut. Yeah, and he follows on on Twitter too. Yeah, and I miss like he was just here for the Sask Expo, and I didn't even have a chance to see him because I was volunteering. But uh, he moved from Saskatoon down to Regina uh, to host a morning show down there on ninety two point one, and uh, yeah, I miss the guy. He's a good, he's a good guy. That's awesome. He's uh, a good as, guy. Yeah. As for the best Canadian thing. I'd be hard pressed, given the former the name of our former show, if I didn't say maple syrup. Okay, not bad. I mean, it's true. That or hockey, maybe. I was going to say penicillin, but you know, that's yeah, a good um, pri- priorities. Yeah, I got exactly. all you guys beat. I gotta Wayne ask Gretzky. though: Is Chicago mixed Canadian or no? All right. What What about poutine? Mm, pulled pork poutine. I'm a poutine, a poutine, poutine purist. No, no, I, I got, this is a straight answer now. It's not even Wayne Gretzky. Okay, what do you got? The, li- the littlest hobo. That's a gooder. Yeah, Did that even one. leave Canada? Oh, yeah, you know, there's northern parts of the states that got that gem. Honestly, with that show, not, I would not be surprised if it got shipped overseas. Whether or not people watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Remains but then again, seen. you look at like uh, what was it? the Red Green show? Like that was shown in like almost was like a hundred and some odd countries or something. Yeah, yeah it's just, just guy with duct tape. Well, you know what? Look at look at what Letter Kenny's doing down south now too. And They're trailer park boys. Dude, we got that show coming up. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Awesome. So the next question I've got, and this one comes from a big fan favorite from the Maple Syrup Shots community. Johnny Cobra wants to know, Dave, were you surprised with the Riders letting Duran Carter go, and how do you see the rest of the season go? And he also wants to know if the Riders will get a home playoff win this fall. Holy shit, Johnny Cobra, settle down. Get off the <laughs> I, I like that he went with um, you on that one, because I've got an opinion that it's not going to be popular. Well, yeah, well, that's like every other opinion you have. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Duran <laughs> Carter, um, actually a little, little inside story here is uh my season seats last year were right in front or right behind a guy that has a podcast that's just strictly rough riders it's called piffles podcast um and when last year when Jerron was moved to defense i went up to him like alex what the fuck man what's going on he's like oh he says yeah he says the oc can't deal with him he's done with him he says like i'm on i'm on the field for for practices he had like media credentials and he'd always get an inter- uh an interview every week it probably isn't going to be a starter but he'd get an interview and uh, he saw what was happening down there he's like yeah he says the oc is going nuts he can't deal with them and and that's why he's on defense so i'm like oh well he's a free agent we're not going to sign him so over the, the off season the riders sign him again i'm like well what the hell is going on here and then he's back on d right when duran gets cut uh, the OC, basically he says that him and the OC weren't getting along. So no, I'm not surprised by that because I had a little bit of an insider scoop, but I, as much as I liked him 
as a fan, you can't have somebody if he if he is a piece of shit in the locker room, you can't have him there. Yeah, I mean, even look with Mike Hoffman in Ottawa too, right? It, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta keep it clean back there. So, and sorry, Johnny snapped like five off at me. What's the second one? Uh, he wants to know if you think the Riders will get a home playoff win this fall. Riders getting a home playoff win. Um, I. I say, fuck it. I say no, but I say that because we're going to have a road playoff win. I don't think we're going to hold on to third spot. We're going to drop down to fourth, and we're going to deal with it on the road. Yeah, because I know at some point Saskatchewan will have to go through Bo Levi Mitchell and the Calgary Stampeders. Well, yeah, they got one more game with them, but we've we hey, they're the reason why we're the reason why the Stamps are nine and one, right? True. You beat him once, you can beat him again. Yep. This one. I just I can't see the West is so strong, and I I can't see anyone. I can't see the Riders holding on to that, especially with the way they're playing. You know, such a weak offensive game. Mm -hmm. So this question, actually, these are three questions. This comes from the guys at we were talking about them earlier. Majors Mess Hall. Craig wants to know what's your favorite color. Scott wants to know what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to. And Gavin, I had actually had to chuckle this one. If you were stranded on a deserted island and the other one got bit in the junk by a poisonous snake, would you suck the poison out? Neil's going to die. Yeah, I kind of figured. Yeah. I, do you want me to sound surprised? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, because if roles reverse, you're, you're gone. You're done. <laughs> um, okay, favorite color, Dave? Do you want to go with that one first? Well, first... Craig shouldn't even be allowed to ask questions because he still doesn't know my fucking name. <laughs> I've been on I've been on his show like six or seven times. He still calls me Doug or some shit like that. So, Craig, <laughs> fuck you. Um, and uh, blue. <laughs> blue. <laughs> <Just> blue. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I'd have to probably go. Ah, uh, let's go gray. Is gray more a shade than a color? Or is that black? No, I think that's black. Okay. Color is just a spectrum. There's no such thing. Right on. There you go. Uh, and as for, uh, what was it, Scott's question, I think it was? Uh, what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? Favorite podcast. Dave, do you want to go first? Yeah, I think you and I are going to wind up touching off on, on a lot of the similar ones here, but obviously Taker and Torn, Jay and Dan, uh, I've really actually... In the last year or so, I've I've caught up to Rubber Boots, and I, I really enjoy the Rubber Boots podcast. I think they do a great job. Um, and then you know I'm I, I'm a Majors Mess Hall fan. I'm a, I'm a Third Line Plugs fan. I you know I listen to a lot of different podcasts. But recently, and it was maybe just because of the lull in the summertime, uh, a buddy of mine, Jamie, told me to get listening to a couple specific Joe Rogan podcasts. And uh, one was Neil deGrasse Tyson. And one was, uh, oh, jeez, I can't remember his name for some reason, though. Anyway, uh, I'm really enjoying Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, besides the fact that they're three-hour podcasts, they're actually uh, quite fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. I was actually listening to the interview you did with Diamond Dallas Page, and I think that's about two hours or so. And generally, I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but I've seen some of the clips he's done on YouTube with guys like, uh, what the hell is his name? He was this, like, former military guy who was doing like a hundred mile run and he ended up breaking bones in his feet and shit and all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. And I thought about, actually I thought about you, Dave, cause I know that you're a runner and I was thinking, Oh Jesus, I should ask Dave about something like that. I'm like, Oh Jesus, that's terrible. And, um, I know he did something with, yeah, and I know he did something with, uh, Alex Jones and as much as, you know, I have my opinions on him, but you know, I, I, the interview was beautiful. Oh. Like, he's like, one minute he's saying, like, he doesn't believe in, like, numerology and aliens and shit. And then, like, not even 50 seconds later, he's talking about how, like, <laughs> the presidents are reptile and shit like that. Yeah, or don't and, kiss like, the goblins. the aliens are coming to cleanse us. Like, Jesus fuck, dude. <laughs> he is batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for myself, I gotta say, I mean, Obviously, a lot of the ones Dave mentioned there, but uh, the Trailer Park Boys podcast, love that one. Uh, 
the Jane Dan one. Uh, a few of the Spodco ones, definitely. Um, but one of my favorites right now has got to be Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Mm, I need to get into that one, yeah. Yeah, it's a great... I, I really wish they actually had uh, an offshoot of that podcast uh, with uh, Chuck Nice on it. And uh, I forget the other guy's last name, but Gary, I believe, is his first name. And uh, it was a sports-based science podcast. Uh, but they played it all under the Star Talk banner, and they need to get more of those out there too. It was great they'd have like they had JPR and CB on there one talking one time about you know the physics in baseball and stuff like that. It was good, but I I, I could listen to that type of stuff all day. Right on. Uh, you were talking about the Smodcast shows. Uh, which shows under that umbrella do you listen to, Neil? Um, I. I got to do a deep dive on Babylon because I know a lot of people that listen to it and I've never really, like I've li- I've listened to the odd episodes, but mm-hmm. I've never listened consecutively. So I got to do that because both Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman are awesome. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I stick with Jane Silent Bob Get Old, uh, the original Smogcast with Scott Mosher, especially now that he's back. And uh, every now and then I'll throw in uh, a fat man on Batman, something like that. Okay. Are they coming to Saskatchewan this year? I know they're coming to Vancouver here. Next Not that I've seen, but we actually just had the Sask Expo this weekend past, and Ming Chen was here as I d- well. I did see that. Yeah, I was. A sh- it was really sad to see that comic book men got canceled. Yeah, it was a shame. It was a good show. But it was. you know what? At the same time, I'm, something tells me those guys aren't going to be hurting. No, absolutely not. Um, if I could recommend, because you're talking about Hollywood Babylon, if I could recommend one episode, yep. I can't remember the number, but it was from May 11th of this year. It was in Vancouver, and I was at that show, and there's a certain part of the episode where uh, Ralph and Kevin are talking about, oh, they've never been to Vancouver, and all you hear is me in the background going, it's about fucking time! <laughs> and they picked that up, I and I was just laughing. I was like, oh my god, I, they actually picked that up. That is awesome. Yeah, and I got to meet I, uh, and I got to meet the guys after the show too. It was awesome. That's sweet. Yeah, actually, I'll, how can you not like that? Exactly. I'll go into a little story about Kevin Smith because when I met him, and because you see him on stage and he's very, you know, very candid, mm-hmm. and meeting him, I didn't realize how soft spoken he is in real life. And I was telling one of my coworkers about this, and she just looks at me and goes, "Well, did you not watch any of his movies?" And I was like, yeah, it makes point. perfect sense, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Um, you look at those characters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, get let's get back to rapid fire. Uh, this question comes from, and I have to admit, I died laughing when I read this. Uh, this comes from Quinn Hedges, and he wants to know, while hanging <laughs> out and had, yeah, exactly, while hanging out and after a few too many delicious beers and debates on whether Cool Whip and whipped cream are the same thing, have you guys ever found yourselves gazing into each other's eyes and whispering to one another, everyone's biggest question, what's in the box? <laughs> I think that, I, that's one aspect of the show I, I do miss quite a bit, because that game was just stupid fun. Yeah. Um, and for anybody that hasn't listened to the show, I mean, we started that game pretty late into the series. Yeah. But it was, uh, the, the premise is, like, each week, one person would bring something and put it in this box. The other person had no idea what it was. The only rule was it couldn't be anything that was going to cause any type of, like, physical harm or anything. Other than that, I, and Dave likes to think that there was another room where I, uh, rule where I was not allowed to punch him. Yeah. Uh, well, the day that I unrolled a condom and threw it in the box, I really figured it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my favorite part of that wasn't even just the game itself. It was that dumbass theme song that I put together out of nowhere. Oh, that theme yeah, song was, was the best. I was a, I, Again, for anybody that's listening that's not familiar with it, it is the Brad Pitt line from Seven. What's in the box? Put to Girls by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, did you watch Just their little... interview on the Strombo show? Beastie Boys? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think it came out yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't got a chance nice. to listen to it myself, but I imagine it's pretty good, because I think he's talking talked to him a couple of times over the years. Oh, uh, I have to give it a go. I, lo- I love listening to Strombo, too. Me too. So, the final question for Rapid Fire, and this comes from myself, because I was a big MSS fan, I listen to every episode, and I know this is a question that I'm sure everybody has always wanted to know. Would you guys bring MSS back for one more episode if Engineer Jim agreed to be the guest? Oh, fuck. Hands down. 
I was going to say, that's not even a question. Holy yeah. shit. How do you say no to the man himself? Yeah, exactly. No, not, not, no hesitation there whatsoever. That's awesome. I totally agree. I And I know you guys spoke on the last episode. That was the one regret is that you never had Engineer Jim on the show. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I mean, in, in 122 episodes to be able to walk away from a show and have just that one regret. Well, the yeah. two if you include Frank Turner. That yeah. just and goes to show how friggin' lucky we were. And you know what? There was communication with Jim. Like, we were, like, Jay and Dan were on the on a jim's case and, and we were on jim's case and he just kept saying oh i know i'm just I, i'm busy i can't do it right now kind of thing and it just never came around right exactly um like there was he he see like he was messing with us he he seems like a, a hell of a dude but you know who wants to spend a saturday night talking to some idiots in saskatchewan he probably can't even say it <laughs> <laughs> well and i mean i think jane dan hit on it on one episode right he's a real family guy he's really yep. low-key so i mean to, to try and wrangle him away from his family for, say, like a, an hour, hour and a half, whatever the case may be. I mean, good luck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I wish he had a book or a podcast out because I imagine that some of the stories he has that he's never told oh, I think, show is amazing. I think he could have a stellar podcast. I think so. Right? Like, just... Just the little nuggets that they started throwing out at the beginning of Jay and Dan being down there. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I cut that album. And Jay's like, what? Like... I was yeah, like, oh yeah, awesome I, I, I hung out with him and Billy Bob one night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So guys, once again, I can never thank you enough for coming on the show this evening. Uh, before we let yeah, you yeah, go, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Before we let you go, though, um, I know that Maple Syrup Shots isn't you can't find the episodes on iTunes, but I believe you can still find it on SoundCloud. If I'm not correct, if I'm not wrong. Neil? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I actually just got the email uh, the other day. Apparently, it's been a while since we've uploaded anything, so our iTunes has gone inactive. But yeah, they're still on SoundCloud. Okay. Are and, they? I didn't and, know that. Yeah, right on. And if people want to get in contact with you on Twitter, how can they do that? Well, the MSS account right now is inactive. Mm-hmm. So I would say contact us on our personal one. So mine is at Neil underscore YXE. And I think I'm at Dave underscore MSS. Yep, you are. I'm not on that. Like, I'm on that one. I'm just not on it as much as my other one, so I can't quite remember the handle. That's right, hey, Neil? Yeah, no, you're right. You might as well give okay. me the other one, too, while you're at yeah. it, though. Actually, you know what? While uh, we're talking about it, uh, Dave, why don't you talk about the Sask Runner account you have as well? Well, I've got a... I've, you know, actually, even before the podcast ended, I had I had big dreams of, of you know, helping other people get to... Uh, enjoy running and and learn how to run and all that stuff um i do a lot of running uh so i started a at sask runner account and basically it's me just sharing my runs how my training's going you know the odd funny weird thing or whatever um i'm not super active on it uh and it's you know except for for og bods and whatever it's it's pretty exclusive i don't let just i don't friend just anyone i i you know I, I'd like to say I vet them, but I really just look at their bio and say, okay, if you're a runner and you know you've you know you're active and running, I'll, I'll follow you kind of thing as well. Um, so I'm plugging away at that, and I thought at some stage of the game, um, again that before the, this podcast ended, that I'd do a podcast on running, but yeah, that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. It's got no legs, yeah. um, and I, you know, right now I'm I'm training four days a week. And I, it should be five or six. I should be in the gym more, but I'm not. Uh, so I just, you know, really my time spent, my old podcast time is just transitioned straight into into training time. So, yeah, it's been been pretty full. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have time, but do we have time for one quick debate? Sure. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, MSS. Okay. Um, Pop-Tarts are just dessert ravioli. So, Neil? Discuss, Neil. Yes. Discuss. Thank you. We went, we went. We went through the whole thing, and you didn't do anything like that. And then you went and did something like that. Hell yeah, I did. See, Tim. Remember when you asked uh, about Die Hard on that last Colin show? This is the reaction that we got from Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard's a Christmas Fuck. movie. Well, it wasn't the. That wasn't the first time he brought it up either, though. You you forget that. Like every Christmas he brought it up, and it's like we get it. 
We get it. Yes, and even you'd be surprised Bruce, how many people are wrong about it. And even Bruce Willis says it's not a fucking Christmas movie, so let's yeah. move on. I gotta ask, though, is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? No. Okay. Same reason. Same principle. Uh, I should have just brought up some weird-ass anime shit. That would have just killed the debate immediately. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I just finished watching the first season of One Punch Man. Oh, that's good shit. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you're looking for more stuff like that, uh, honestly, just most of the Shonen Jump stuff. Should probably, if you're looking for more stuff like that, you should probably find a hobby or something. <laughs> I'm hey. sorry, that's hurtful. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. You get a lot of travel out of being an anime fan. Hey, it, like, helps in my, it helps in my circles with the Sask Expo and whatnot, so I'm not going to argue. I bet it would, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, guys, we're not going to take any more of your time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I hope one day that MSS will return. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Bob. Cheers. Boy, Tim, that's... Boy, that was a great interview with the boys. I'm so glad that we finally got him on the show. Yeah, although I feel like we lost the meaning of rapid fire somewhere in there. Yeah, well, you know, it happened on Jay and Dan as well, Tim. (laughs) It's not the end of the world. It's not. So I guess with that, Tim, we should probably head into our clothes, eh, bud? Yep, another night in the books. Yeah, man. So, first of all, guys, thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you enjoyed it, because believe me, Tim and I love doing it for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Sensecast. And, funny enough, because our bud Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter, at Third Line Plug is our Twitter handle. Tim is at M901 Honey Badger, and I'm at Great White Gipster, G-R-8-W-A-T-E Gipster. If you want to shoot us an email to talk about the interview we did tonight with Neil and Dave, you can shoot us an email, thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. Until next week, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this has been Tim Johnson. Go Sens, guys. So long, my time here is up. They're going home!